say yes sir and then the bible goes on to say eh eh if you are obedient you are calling the bible ala ba shake bredo so kodo hey hallelujah ah no let's do this thing give me first peter chapter 3 i feel the anointing to teach this thing the light if the light goes on it's not enough it's not enough for the light to go on the bible says the light shines No, my life will not just go on. It's not enough that you clear. You have to be excellent. Your life, no, no, no. It's, it's not enough that you know before. And he has put all things under his sight, under his sight, at arm's length. Where has he put them? Somebody shout it under my Father in the name of Jesus we are so grateful for this opportunity to gather like this we don't take it lightly we pray that even as we share the word touch our hearts and cause us to be doers of the word may we profit of it in full by the power of the spirit of God we ask that we be good ground that we yield some 30 some 60 some 100 because you're making the grace available speak through my mouth stand on my feet think through my head and feel through my heart as the word is being communicated to us today jesus we just want to say we love you thank you for everything you are doing for us as individuals and as a ministry we are grateful we are forever grateful in the name of the lord jesus we have prayed as every child of god says amen all right uh so i'm uh, i'm going to start some kind of a series Uh, it it could be a series it could be yeah but i want us to to look at something that is a little obvious but i just want to emphasize it one of the purposes of the church is to indoctrinate the church has a calling to indoctrinate um the kingdom of god is built through culture so culture is an indoctrination basically what you call being brainwashed so being brainwashed when someone is so when someone is so hooked on something that no matter what you tell them they are already sold out to something they think this is the way of thinking you know those people who are hard to tame that's that's what the word of god is supposed to do for you when you find the correct word of god you reach a point where even this is what made people die for the gospel you can't die for something you're not drunk on why did these people not just reject the gospel they had many opportunities to reject it The gospel that we received today was delivered to us by people who were drunk on it. They didn't care that God was not going to deliver them. They didn't care that they were going to leave their families and their little children. 
as the dad, better than Abraham. How? Some decided not to marry. Are you saying that you, you shouldn't, you should be brainwashed to think like that? You can't be like a normal human being just trying to balance things out and do the things they do. You can't. So there must be convictions which are greater than the desire to live. That's what we mean by indoctrination. It believes in giving the place for life and living. I don't know if you are listening to me. The Bible says that thy love in kindness is better than Thy love in kindness is better than, correct, life. 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 There are things that are more valuable than living. The Bible says a man should give himself the way that Jesus gave himself for the church that he died for us. So living was not as important as dying for the bride. Every man has got that responsibility to think that you can die for your woman. No one, if you are a Christian, you should sit down and say, I mean, I can give myself for her. If you can't, either she's not the one or you are the wrong one. I'm reminded of an advert for something where this guy was telling this girl, I will be with you, I can't leave you, I will die for you. And then a lion came. And they both began to run, but the man was outrunning the woman. Then she said, but you said I will die for you. And the man said, ah, I didn't include the lion. Not with a lion. There are other deaths, but not with a lion. So, it takes indoctrination. It takes indoctrination. Look at Peter. Because of preaching the gospel, and they begged him to renounce the gospel. But he said, ah, yeah, yeah. Jesus has already told me that I'm about to die. I'll leave this tent. That's what it's in the Bible, but I'm, I'm telling you his story. He says, the Lord has already shown to me that very shortly I'm going to leave this tent. He's talking about his body. He just looks at it as his tent. He's talking, it, it's just a tent. Now for you already, you don't look at it as a tent. You look at it as the life. So how do you leave it? <laughs> he says, the Lord has shown it to me that I'm to leave this tent. So look at your body and say tent. <laughs> now if you say house, you are elevating it even. So maybe to see it for what it is, think of it as a tent. <laughs> you look at him, you don't want. He told him, okay, fine, we are going to kill you. He was so excited. He said, how are you going to kill me? Because we're going to crucify you like your Lord. He says, no, that's fine, but just do up, upside down for me because I'm not fit to die like my Savior. Just do me like this. And they say, you know, he thinks we are joking. And they take him, they beat him, they say, an old man, then they crucify him like that. 
And they died a happy man. He didn't resist it. What brings people to that place? What, what brings people to that? It means they are drunk on what they believe in. What do you believe in? Some of you believe, but you're not yet drunk. <laughs> Maybe I'm using a very strong word. You're not yet... You're not yet lost into the things you believe in. There are people... Who, there are people who, have you ever met people who are... If they believe that you're supposed to keep a Sabbath... Even if you say there's an important meeting, you will go alone. We had friends who, even if it's a test, if they say they are not writing it, they will not write it. You will write alone. They will take the lecturer to the dean. Now, you, the moment that they just say, oh, this Sunday there are no classes, you even quickly start typing, um, apologies. <laughs> No conviction whatsoever. You've not at least even decreed and declared that they cancel the class, then it doesn't work. At least just... The moment they just say, this Sunday, ah, I knew it, let me take. Then the lecturer says after you've typed, this Sunday, I wish you a very good church service. What are you going to do? If you've already gotten permission. The things that we teach are designed to build in you a personality, a structure of thought that can last years. This is why it's not possible to indoctrinate without repetitive teaching. We have to emphasize the same things over and over again. Some discipleship classes, you need to listen to them over and over again. The, the, the sermons that I preach, you don't move on from them. I love the people that every year they start listening to the same sermons over and over again. You have to be listening to them over and over again. Over and over again. Till if we cut you, you bleed. You are bleeding. You are, you are bleeding the scriptures. You are bleeding the word of God. You say, ah, it looks weird, weird, the blood. When you are speaking, they say, scripture. Not when you are sleeping because of what you are watching. We just hear you saying, my darlings, we will know what you constantly watch. It will come out. I mean, yeah, I said something. I think I said something. So this is why some things, I'm just saying some things, you must listen to them over and over and over again. Over and over again. There are some sermons I listen to from certain ministers of the gospel. I can almost fix them word for word because of how many times I listen to it. Once may not be sufficient. There are some lessons that I taught you that if you go back to it, you, you did I listen to this one? You may not even be sure because as you begin to listen, God will begin teaching you more things, more things. This is why missing Sunday services is a risk. So there should be a level of indoctrination that we should all reach. When it comes to going to church, it's a non-starter missing, at least. 
Let the worst come to the worst. But at least it should be a non-starter. There's some people I can't even think of inviting to church. But some of you I need to invite you over and over again. Are you coming to church? Huh? There are people you do. I can't imagine thinking, oh, let me just invite Deaconess Immaculate to church. Hello, are you coming? Hello, Pastor Komaki. Do you believe it's important to come to church? So there are some things that even become non-negotiable. The more you get buried in what you are being taught. Praise God. I want us to look at the book of 2 Corinthians. Chapter 10, verse 3. And the Bible reads, I'm reading, I'm reading from the TPT. For although we live in the natural realm, we don't wage military campaign employing human weapons. For although we live in the natural realm, we do not employ, we, do not, we don't wage a military campaign. So that means there's a military campaign. In other words, there's a fight. There's a war that's happening. Whether, whether you like it or not, there's a war that's happening. But he's trying to tell you that we do not use human weapons using manipulation to achieve our aims. Instead, our spiritual weapons, our spiritual weapons. Now, I want you to look at the word weapons there that has been used. All right? Read this word. One, two, three, go. One, two, three, go. Is it saying weapon or weapons? Number two. Is it saying weapon or weapons? So I want you to focus on the fact that it's plural. When you look at a soldier, a soldier does not just normally have one weapon. Or an army, they normally just don't have a a weapon. They've got a set. You find they've got bow, bow and an arrow. All right? They also have a spear in their sheath. They also have a sword. You find some of them, even their boots, they are made with a ka, a ka dagger, so that when they do, as they are fighting, they are cutting you. Even the shields are made in such a way that when he hits your head with it, you have to have a testimony. Are you listening to me? So, a lot of times, many people think they only have one weapon, spiritual weapon to fight the enemy. And it's sometimes, it's not that one weapon you know that will work on this enemy. You need to have the other weapons. I'll give you an example. There are people who think it's only prayer that can break the yokes. So you'll find they will stress so much on prayer. Stress so much on prayer. But then the problem is not being sorted out because what they know is only one weapon. But the Bible is saying the weapons of our warfare. Then there are some people who believe it's just seeds. It's just seeds. It's just seeds. It's just these. Oh my goodness. They saw they look like a farmer. They seeds. That's what they think. But it's not just sowing seeds. There are 
weapons. And to be a well-rounded Christian, you need to be exposed to as many weapons as possible. The reason why we teach you these things is so that when the Spirit of God inspires you to do a certain thing, you remember pastor taught this thing. So you will have very quick victories when you are a well-rounded soldier. You know you've got a number of weapons that you can engage to fight a battle. Are you listening to me? So today I want us to discuss one weapon. And we are going to look at uh, the book of First Samuel. In fact, let's begin with Revelation, chapter number 12, verse 10. And the Bible reads, look at me. This is one of those things that when you learn, you live with them the rest of your life. This is not one of those things when you are learning, you are also replying to a WhatsApp message. You miss it. And I insist that you place weight on this thing. Because you come back and say, Pastor, Pastor, then I'll be thinking, but I don't have. <laughs> and him. All right. Then I heard a loud voice, verse 10, 12, the 12th chapter of Revelation, of the book of Revelation, 12th chapter and verse 10. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren, who accused them before our God, day and night has been cast down. So that means there was a period of time when Satan could approach the throne of God and could accuse people day and night. You remember the story of Job? The Bible says God was having a board meeting with his sons. Then a strange spirit appeared there as well. And he was asked, what were you doing? I was just walking about. Doing what? Nothing in particular. Because he says, moving to and fro the earth. That means he had no GP. And Peter also says, your adversary, the enemy, is moving about like a roaring lion. That is to tell you that people who live without a plan have a demonic attitude. It's satanic. It's not from Jesus. Just moving about the day. Where are you? What are you doing? Ah, and the country indicate. Ah, no, me, I'm going. Oh, okay, no, let me escort my other guy. There's got to be at least some level of planning. Some level of planning. Even if the projects are going to be in the pipelines, at least let them be. So there was a time when he could be there, but at least the Bible says he has been what? That's why one time in, in Luke chapter 10, Jesus had a vision. And in that vision he said, I saw Satan falling down like lightning. He saw him in a vision. From where? 
from the access he had to accuse God's children before God. Satan, I don't believe Satan anymore accuses us before God. He accuses us before our conscience. Remember what you did that day? Yes. <laughs> you can't pray. Indeed, Satan. He's still the accuser. His position was not taken away from him. They just changed his office location. His place of operation was changed. He can't stand before God. That's why the Bible now says in Romans chapter 8, there is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. And he goes on to say in the same Romans 8, no one can bring a charge against the elect of the Lord. Why? Because he was taken down. So all those who believe Satan is accusing you before God, please, you can now be free. He's accusing you because before your conscience, how you are thinking, because of what you did, because of what you said. He's accusing you before you pray. Ah, it's Relax, remember what you did. You want to lift your hands. You want to just dance. You mean anything about statue? Sometimes you think people who don't do anything in church, they are deep. No, it's a shallowness of the accusation. So Satan is boom, boom, boom. Not everyone. But there are some people, you think the reason, I mean, some people could be sick, some people could be coming from other churches, but they, I'm talking about those who, who you know, chili lam church, the only time she feels free is when she's watching soccer. That's when you see a manifestation of life. But in the presence of God, there's a spirit which is saying, you, you can't. This is not for you. But one No, it's just a random number. It's just a random number. You can't. You can't. It's a random number. Praise God, the enemy was thrown away from the presence of God. We have no one to accuse us before God. Hallelujah. Yes. I thought that was good news. But then, remember that although he was cast down from there, the angel here keeps proclaiming and then he says, joy into the heavens. But on earth, huh? all the best. That's what the angel said. He says, joy to the heavens, but all the best to the earth. It's there. Okay, who accused him before God day and night? He's been cast. He wasn't cast up. Let's go. Now, they overcame him by the blood of the lamb. These are not the angels. Because the angels did not need the blood of the lamb to overcome him. The Bible says Michael and his angels fought. And the dragon and his angels, they also fought, but there was no place found for them. In other words, their place was taken away and they were cast down. May I just repeat that it was not God who was fighting this fight. When Lucifer went to a third of the angels and told them, Sonny, you've got a plan. Um, 
will remove God. You don't know what I do for him. You don't know where God and I are coming from. Problem, you, you new angels, you don't understand. How are you going to do it? Do you know, have you ever seen me walk in his presence and come out? Yes. When I just do like this, I start singing. Have you seen the way he feels now? Yes. I know what to do. So just believe me. It's time we change the government. It's time we change the government. The angels listened to him. No, I'll remove him. Mm, what about Michael? I said, don't worry, Michael is my boy. I'm talking about God. You, you're bringing Michael here. I'll handle him. That's my boy. Mm, he found me here. You're singing, singing in Yanja accent. <laughs> he found me here. <laughs> the angels believed in him. Ah! You, this is why, if I tell you that Satan is not too intelligent, you, you think it's blasphemy. <laughs> How do you even sit and plan that we are going to overthrow God? So when things, when it was now clear that they are about to attack God, God just said, Michael, deal with this guy. I think we are tired. Because if God now stood up to fight, everything was going to be destroyed. Imagine what? So God did not fight that fight. The Bible says Michael and his angels, they fought. So it was Michael. And just Michael beat him. Michael and his angels, they beat him. They were a number. Yet the Bible also talks about another angel. The Bible says, and I saw Satan. An angel came and bound Satan. Not angels, an angel. So maybe there are some angels we have not yet seen. <laughs> not even Michael. Michael fought with his, his boys. Now, this time, there's another angel, the Bible says, and I saw and they overcame him. So, these are not the angels, right? The angels used violence. <laughs> okay? So, they didn't need the blood of the lamb. They just needed I don't know why you're enjoying this. Of thunder. And they overcame him, meaning Satan, by the blood of the Lamb. So to overcome Satan, he's now prophesying how the people of the earth were going to be overcoming him because he's been thrown there. So the first level of overcoming him is the blood of the Lamb. The blood of the Lamb. Because number one, it takes away the sin of the world. And the sin of the world is what gives access to satanic intervention into our lives. So once someone accepts the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus, then sin has been taken out of their lives. It means Satan has got no access or has no weapon to use against them in order to overcome them. That one, that one, God has already done it for us because the Bible says overcame him by the blood of the lamb. Are you seeing that? Now the second one is and by the word of their testimony. The word of their testimony. So that's the first weapon I want you to, to get introduced to. It's the word of their testimony. Let's just finish so that you see some of the things I was talking about. They did not love their lives to death. Let's go on. Therefore rejoice. Remember what I told you? Oh heavens, and you who dwell on earth, in them. Then he says, all the best to those in the earth. See, it's there. 
I'm just trying to avoid the word which is there. It's even deeper because it's saying woe to those. <laughs> okay, okay. Relax. Woe. Isn't it the same? Okay, no, it's not a relax, not the meaning. Woe. In other words, unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Or tough luck. <laughs> or all the best. Or it's going to be very hard to those who live in the earth and the sea. Even the animals are in trouble because of Satan. The fish. Why is the shark so upset? It's got issues. <laughs> Why is the electric eel not willing to take any chances? You touch it, you are gone, depending on how strong it is. It's got issues. It's going through things. Because Satan was thrown there. The sick world. Why is he telling us all the best? He says, because the devil has come down for you. Having great wrath. One of the reasons is because he knows he's got a short time. Are you saying that? Let's go. You know, this scripture was written a bit like this. This chapter, you read it, it's, 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 it's not in order. It's like they just put... But you, when, you, when, you, when, you, when you follow biblical history, you can arrange it. Okay, we'll do that later. So they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. The word of their testimony. Give me that one again. That one is a good one. There are times it's not prayer you need. It's not a seed. I will not get into the others so that you can come. Sometimes it's a testimony. You need a word. Now, it says... And the word of that, not just their testimony, it's a word. So that testimony is in word form. It says they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. So there's got to be a word of a testimony there. What is a testimony? A testimony is simply evidence which is tendered into court to support or to not support a cause, a case. So you say, I was there when it happened. I saw it with my eyes. And I know it happened. Who was there with you, that one and that one? Okay, next witness. Are you listening to me? So, you need to have a testimony. That testimony is not just important to encourage people. It is important to win spiritual warfares. Those testimonies that God gives you. That's why, you see, one of the greatest weaknesses you can have with this thing is to not be quick to see what God is doing in your life. If you're not quick to see what God is doing in your life, you will miss it. Now, when you miss seeing a thing that God has done in your life, you've not just missed the thing that God has done in your life. You have missed a weapon that you can use in one month's time. And that, the easiest way to fight that battle was not going to be a prayer. It was going to be, Father, I thank you because one year ago, I stood in this same place. I talked to you and you did this. And I know that by that same grace, this same thing is going to pass again. Yeah. That's it. Let's go to the book of First Samuel, chapter 17. 
This weapon is mighty. The Bible says the weapons of our warfare, they are mighty before God. Some of you, you see, this is why gratitude is important because every time you are grateful for something, it forms a testimony. And that testimony forms a weapon that you can use in the days that you need ahead of you. If you don't have any testimony, how do you do with spiritual warfare? You see, you're about to write an exam. Say, Lord, I thank you. Because I remember how you helped me pass grade seven. That's a testimony you are testifying. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. What word do you have? What testimony do you have that you have to give in word form? Give me verse 50. First Samuel chapter 17, verse 50. Look at this. It says, so David prevailed over the Philistines with a sling and a stone. And struck the Philistine and killed him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. Now, a study of this seems to suggest that what killed him was a sling and a stone. But that warfare was not just fought with a sling and a stone. There was a testimony. Can we just read it? Let's go up. Verse Samuel chapter 17. This is nice. All right. Let's read verse. We're just going to read 33 because you know the story. And Saul said to David, you are not able to go against the Philistine to fight with him, for you are a youth. You are a youthy. You are a boy. That's what, in other words, he's trying to say you are a boy. But him, he's been fighting and he's been fighting for a living ever since he was a boy. But David said to Saul, your servant used to keep his father's sheep. Don't forsake the small things. They even, you see what Satan tries to do. One of the things that Satan tries to do is he tries to, 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 to cross-examine your testimony, to punch holes in it. Satan tries to discredit your testimony. Because remember that his brother told him, you, go back to your father's few sheep. What was happening there was not that he was just being arrogant towards David. He was trying to attack his testimony. Because his testimony is, 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 is his only way to his victory. This is deeper than you are responding. Let me explain it to you. He goes and he meets his brother. And his brother tells him, you, I know you, you are arrogant. What do you want to do here? Can you just go back to your father's few sheep? That few sheep situation that was said to him was not just to discourage him. It was an attack on his testimony. Because remember, they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. So now, 
If the thing you hold on so tight to as a thing that God is going to use to help you is attacked, it means you can't fight Goliath. So that was not just a form of discouragement. It was a demonic attack on David's testimony. And if it is an attack on David's testimony, it's an attack on his victory over Goliath. Don't look down on your testimonies, no matter how small. This testimony was small compared to the one he needed to have. You see, I told you last time that what we call the Bible today is a collection of testimonies of people who walked with God. And we use those to fight our warfare. The same God who walked with David walks with you. That means you can look back at your own Bible. In other words, your walk with God, that's what I mean. And you can say, no, 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 no. God helped me there and here. I'll give you an example. You used to struggle to sleep. They prayed for you. You started dozing. And now you could sleep. Then it happens after some six months that that thing is coming back. They prayed for you. You used to have very bad headaches. And after they prayed for you, you got healed. Then after about eight months, and the devil can be patient, eh? then suddenly you just feel, ding, and you even know how it used to feel when it comes on you like this. And the first sentence you hear in your word is, they are back. Because you know how you used to feel. Are they back or they are trying to come back? Many times when the thing that you defeated looks like it's coming back, it's not back, it's trying to come back. It comes back when it finds that your house is swept and clean, that's when it sits there. So coming from arid and dry places where it was cast out from the pigs and the piggery, it, it's, it will come. It will come. I'm not prophesying it, I'm just telling you what Jesus said. It will come. Now, whether it's going to come back to stay depends on whether your house is empty or not. But your house must be filled with loads of testimonies. And what you do, you don't keep them in your heart. You go to your room and you make them words of testimonies. Because they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. So I remember when I was prayed for, I was healed. I remember when my friends came and we prayed, this thing went. <laughs> this house is not empty. You don't belong here. No, 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 no. I command you to go back where you came from. In fact, before you go, come here. Never come back. When you go today after you go, you will never come back. Don't say I'm healed. I was healed. I'm walking in that healing. It cannot be taken away from me. I was delivered from this lack. It can't come back. I and don't forget how it happened. As you are praying, you say, I remember very well. It started in a dream. I got the job. In reality, I got it. So now that they have fired me, it's just a sign that God is giving me a greater job. Because there's no way God can take me out of poverty. 
to take me into more poverty. No, 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 no. We move from one degree of glory to a greater intensity. That's how it works. It's a fight of your faith, and you're going to win. It's a fight. It's a fight. You see, when God gives you a blessing, he doesn't give you the fruit of the blessing. He gives you the blessing. There's a difference. The fruit of the blessing is what you are seeing, the money, the cars. But there is a spirit, a force which made that available. So what God does to test you is that he comes and he takes away, he will take away the fruit of the blessing. So now you are thinking the blessing is God. No. That grace which made the blessing available, has it gone as well? So the attack when Satan comes, because the Bible says by grace through faith, the attack is not the car. The attack is your faith, but he can't attack your faith if he doesn't attack your physical things. So when he attacks that physical thing which you loved so much, and then you are drained, it means your faith is now shaking. So the main attack now has happened, not because the car has gone, but because your spirit has been weakened. So the attack was not just on David's confidence. It was an attack on his faith. It was an attack on his testimony. So that everyone who hears him talking about the testimony will Don't lose that testimony. It's a weapon. It's not just a sling. It's not just a sling and a stone that killed Goliath. No, 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 no. That's the physical part of it. When you study the Bible, I will show you something. David said, your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion or bear came, that means it did not happen once. He didn't say one time a lion came. No. He says, when a lion or bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went after it and struck it. And delivered the lamb out of its mouth. If it dared rise against it, me, I caught it by its beard and struck it and killed it. Your servant has killed both lions and bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them. Are you seeing that? He says, because God helped me to do that, because I know what I've been through. The things you've been through, they, Satan doesn't know. He thinks he's taking you through trouble, but he's arm, arming you. I'll say that again. Satan thought he was taking you through trouble, but he was just increasing your weaponry. He was just increasing your capacity to deal with him. It doesn't matter. The same way he healed you before, he will heal you even now. The same way he healed your father before, even now. I'm just now teaching you how to use this thing. <laughs> the same way that you failed, you will fail again. I remember one time, I'm talking about Satan. You are telling him the same way you failed before you fail again. Okay, relax. I remember this one time. Sit down. You can still say amen. The same way you failed before, you fail again, Satan. That's what I meant. I remember this one time. You see why learning to communicate is important. Don't think that everyone understands what's in your heart. 
So don't just say, Jizen, you are angry as a woman. Your man doesn't know what he did. Don't get me started. The spirit of love Sunday is upon me. Let me just preach faith. Let me just preach faith. Into not full of chili pick a fee. Even in she cut wish. So what I wish you, but you want to watch it. Finish not chili. Okay. Listen, this one time, this one time, a car hit me on the road in 2016. And I had trauma because every time I would go there, I would have anxiety attacks. Every time I would reach that place. Now, I didn't know I was having anxiety attacks because where I came from, things like depression and anxiety, they are too key. We had better problems. <laughs> we didn't know those things. So I didn't know that that's what I was dealing with. In fact, I didn't know that year until after maybe three years when someone taught me, then I said, So I would go there. So I went to my spiritual father and I asked him to pray for me because I'm having these strange feelings every time I visit that place. At least that's what I knew them to be at the time. So he prayed for me. So this one time I was driving with my friends. They were driving. So when we reached that place again, that memory came. As the Holy Spirit said, no, 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 no. A papa place in Patua Sevana again. That's what he said. He said it in November. He said, because the same way that he Sevanaed before and he failed to kill you, even this place he failed. He has failed again. So that now is a testimony to me. And it's a weapon. Every time I look at Satan, I say, yeah, but you know, between you and I, you're always failing. And I tell him, remember that other day when you came and you hit me with a car? You failed. So you think this one, you're going, ah. Laugh at you. They are weapons. Look at that. Your servant has killed both lion and bear, and these uncircumcised Philistines will be like one of them. Moreover, David said, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear. Are you seeing that? Remember your great seven testimony. Remember how you almost died. It doesn't matter. This is not a death testimony, even if it's a money testimony. This one is different, but you, you see, the common factor is God. Ah. That's a common factor. So every time Satan fails to do something, you celebrate, you say, Weepon Yangena. This is why a Christian is not supposed to be your normal kind of person. Because for them, the Bible says, all things. They work together for your good. So after you just, if suddenly it happened, you struggled, you struggled, you say, or even before it, it finishes the problem, you celebrate because you're imagining the weapon I walk away from. The weapon I walk away with. You're thinking, ah, he is not ready. He's not ready. Because what I'm going to walk away with will damage him. Somebody say, testimony. So this guy did not lose his testimony. He says, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear. So the Lord who helped me as a baby, I was so sick I didn't die. 
the, word, the, the Lord who helped me come out of that trouble is the one who's going to make me win this contract. So even if you are fighting, it doesn't mean it doesn't matter Satan my connection, people who know, people say, minister, but you're rubbish. I have a testimony. Everyone has their testimony. You also have your own testimony. Somebody shout, I have a testimony. I have a testimony. I'm not asking you to go and make testimony. You already have them. Your only problem is that you have not documented them in your spirit. The Bible says that your participation in spiritual things may become effective by the acknowledgement of every good thing in you in Christ Jesus. Every scar, every attack, every lead to victory you had, all those are weapons. It may not just be prayer. It may not just be spiritual warfare. It may not be scriptures will be written in your generation. That she sat down in her room and she began to remember the works of the Lord. He began to recognize when he was born, when he survived a snake, when he did that, and when he praised God, suddenly there was an earthquake in the office. The boss did not sleep. The lecturer couldn't just sleep. She, she changed the tent. He, she crossed it like this. It became a chiege. Testimony. Can you imagine the Bible says they overcame him? And we've got a demonstration here. Because David said, no, no, no. So it was not just a sling and a stone. You see, this fight was very spiritual. Sit down now. Let me prove it to you. The Bible says, he will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. Let's go. Let's go to verse. Let's go to verse 42. The Bible says, and when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him, for he was only a boy who was handsome. He was good looking. He said, you, you want me to kill this young king? He's pretty and cute. He's going to do like an RIP on him. So the Philistine said to David, am I a dog? that you come with, to me with sticks. And the Philistine, listen to the next part, and the Philistine did what? Let's read it. He didn't just kiss him. In other words, Goliath was a bit intelligent. He said, you guys, have you ever been asked such a simple question in an exam that you feel like there's a trick? No. There's something. I know this lecturer. I know him. Then you begin overthinking. That's what he, he had the wisdom to say. Because if this boy, as pretty as he is, the way he comes to me, no, no, no. So he just didn't kiss him. There were some people just insult people. No, no. He also used his God. Because he said, just in case, he said, no, no, there should be something backing this kid. Let me be wise. So Goliath was not stupid. He was not stupid. He cursed him by the name of his gods. 
already Goliath was saying, mm, just in case, let me take this fight in the spirit, just in case. I know he looks like a small thing, but let me take it. Look at that. Give me the next part. And the Philistine said to David, come. He also started using his own faith. I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the animals in the, in the bush. Let's go. Then David said to the, to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword and a spear and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. Are you seeing? So you can imagine the kind of tension that was happening in the spirit because everyone was releasing his God. Everyone was releasing their God. This side, he has released Dagon and Baal. So the forces that were backing Goliath were already on set. The demons and the chief demons and the prince demons that were backing Goliath were already on set because he had summoned them. Says he cursed him not in the name of his God, in the name of his gods. So all the idols, because behind those idols were evil spirits. They were there to ensure that there is no disadvantage against Goliath in the spirit. So when he noticed that, he also said, because it's going to be booky. So he now says, I come to you in the name of the Lord of... Now, look at the word that he used there. He says, I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, not Jehovah Jireh. The Lord of hosts, that host means angels. Meaning there was a revelation that upper... There's a dimension of God that I need. Somebody scream! Look at that. He says, now him, he says, it's not me you have threatened, it's God. He was also intelligent. Let's go. This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hand. He's also putting his God there. When God heard his name, he said, hey, Michael, do something. Hey! There is a level of participation we can bring God to. God said, ah, this cowboy, look, if anything happens to him, they are going to Mwenamu us. Because he kept saying, God, God, hey, God can't just sit there. Look at that. He says, and this day I will give the carcass of the camp of the Philistines. I will not just kill you, I will kill the whole squad. And I will give them to birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know. Not that I am tough. God was feeling praise that day. He says that they may know that there's a God in Israel. Shout, yes! Give me the next part. Give me the next part. Then all this assembly shall know. Give me the next part. So it was. Now, the Philistine was like, what? This cowboy is irritating. He keeps talking. So he says, enough talking. You know how villains in movies, they talk a lot. Just talking is just a fight. So it was when the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David. David was not saying, Fiatina. Look at that. Ah, David hurried. He was also going for him. You can just imagine. There is this giant figure that is upset and it's coming for David. 
And Kadevid even as he is like a Kajeri like this, also rushing there. Hey, you, when you have your testimony, there's no fear. There's no fear when there's a testimony. Even if the exam was very short notice, you know that you are not ready. You will say, Tienda, we are going to write a marking king. Testimonies. Look at that. David hurried. He didn't just hurry into the fight of gods. This was a fight of gods. So you can imagine this side when Michael, they are. By the time David was rising and Goliath was rising, in the spirit, and shortly, shortly, bam, remember, if the, the spirit of testimonies was used, it means even in the heavens. First, they said Satan was defeated 2,000 years ago. You don't know that song. It says, In other words, they've made a spectacle of him. He's something to watch. When you are bored, you just go back. See, when you feel attacked, you say, I am bored. You just got to read about how they beat him. In heaven, you will laugh. You say, ha, ha, ha. And then Jesus also came. You laugh. You say, even that David boy, you laugh. You, hey! Then you say, ah. So, even nine, David, Then you say, and Chibesa, rain. Are you listening to me? That's how it works. If everyone is not happy, if you don't make yourself happy, you are in trouble. And if you don't make yourself happy with the way, even your mother is not happy with you, your wife wants money from you, everyone is not happy. So if you don't, <laughs> if you don't learn, okay, your girlfriend. So if you don't learn to make yourself happy, you are in trouble. You'll be among them lining up every month before a therapist. That's okay. But there's a greater, there's a greater source of joy. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb. Let us stand.